0: Welcome to AM. My name's Richard Conway and this is the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. to episode 22 of the age group multi-sport podcast with me richard conway i hope you're keeping safe and well and i hope your training's going okay uh, this week i've done monthly ftp test and unfortunately it didn't go so well i was down five watts which is a bit of a bit of a downer um, we've had a bit of snow in lincolnshire also so even though it's a bit uh, sketchy on the footpaths and the roads. Still managed to get out and do a nice long math run. And a bit more as Zwift. And then did some hill repeats yesterday. So not all in all. With some strength sessions and some yoga. Not too bad of a week for training. Weather's been, like I say, snowing and, and very wintry and cold. So stayed indoors where possible. Um got myself a skipping rope, that was the other thing oh and a a massage gun, I thought I'd there's so much um, going on with these massage guns I thought I'd get one and see what they're like for recovery and I've got to say, pleasantly surprised yeah it's a nice bit of kit feel totally relaxed after you've used it, especially on the little bits that niggle and uh, are a bit sore, Uh, Mrs C's even got a hold of it and she's she's given it a go and she likes it as well so we're viant to see who gets to use it first of an evening so we've used it nearly every evening since we've got it so it's pretty pretty good uh skipping rope i thought i'd get one of those i haven't had one for a long time and i thought as the pain caves a little bit uh cool in the evenings when when i do some um strength sessioning, i thought it'd be a great way to to warm up so yeah started uh started with that so that's good nice to get back into a bit of skipping well, hopefully the snow'll clear this week. Um, we forecast a bit of rain, and we'll get get rid of all that. So, the conditions for running will be a little bit better, and maybe even get out on the bike. So that would be good. On episode twenty-two, we chat to Kate Cadbury, who is a physiotherapist and a Pilates teacher. Kate is from a non-sporting background. She never did any sports as a kid other than ride a bike with her family and go on long walks um, as she said she was too interested in eating crisps but that hasn't stopped her and it culminated in reaching the podium in 2019 where at Ponte Vidra she claimed the bronze medal for her age group uh, which is a fantastic, fantastic feat so I hope you enjoy Kate's story, and we shall see you on the other side.
1: How are you? Yeah, all fine, thanks. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we, yeah we're quite lucky in that we've been able to carry on working as physios, so we've got our own physio practice. So, um, yeah, a bit, bit nerve-wracking when it all first kicked off. But, um, yeah, it's been really good. And then, obviously, I do all the online parties and stuff, so that's kind of transformed that. And then the kids are at school, which is always a... Uh, yeah, because,
2: uh, yeah, we had one, one week with one of them home because his teacher tested positive. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty hellish, to be honest. <laughs> well, it must be I mean, myself and my wife, like, obviously our kids are up and gone and um, one's 26, one's 24 now. So they're up and away. But uh, yeah. we we're so pleased that we didn't have them hanging around now because it must be really hard work. Oh, I know. I feel so
1: sorry for the parents trying to cope, cope with it and, and juggle a job and work from home and, you know, it's just the night there, isn't it? But it's all positive for it coming out the other side now, isn't it? With getting the vaccine rolled out and, you know, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. Let's
2: keep up. Yeah. I'll stay safe and just... Know, keep keep training and keep keep our mental well-being uh, going. You know. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's all I can say. Thank like God for exercise. To be
2: honest. So, you in Paul
1: Dorset. Yeah, from Dorset. Yeah, yeah. So, grew up in Dorset, and um, yeah, lived. Here, oh, we lived in New Zealand for a couple of years, working over there as physios, and then um, yeah, been back here now for 15 years. So, yeah. So, yeah, love
2: it down here. Actually. I saw your photographs on Instagram and it does look gorgeous. I've never been to yes. so Dawson. I've been to Cornwall when I was a lot younger, but a beautiful part of New York.
1: Oh yeah, it is. Oh, you'll have to come
2: down let me know. Yeah, well, we. That's. it's on our booking list actually, one of the, one of the places. We've got a VW camper van and one of the places that we want to come down to, so yeah, one day. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, Yeah, so well done for setting all this up, that's great.
2: Yeah, well, again, it's, it was inspired from uh, from COVID and lockdown. To be honest, I mean, I'd had the idea for quite some time, like I've said before. Yeah. And, and I was, I've never done anything like this before, and I, but I listened to a lot of podcasts through my job, working in the garden. I had earphones in and just listened to a lot, and it it's sort of like really struck a chord with me. And I thought, well, what, yeah. what what can we do? And there's loads of podcasts out there that, that are for the professionals and for coaches and stuff. And I thought, well, what can we do that's, that's for, not just age groupers, but for all normal walks of life, everyday triathletes, multi-sporters, you know? Um, and I thought, well... Yeah, yeah, definitely. still, it's one of those, you've got to have a leap of faith and just try it, you know, try it out. And when you first listen to your voice, it's horrible, isn't it? It's just not nice. Um, and yeah, it's,
0: it's sort of like... Just stem from there, I asked my eldest son, who's pretty, he's a graphic
2: designer, and he's up on, on the computers and everything, and he said, yeah, just go for it, Dad, it sounds like a great idea, so, so, yeah, so, you know, 21 episodes in, we're learning, as I said, all the yeah. time, and yeah, we just keep going, and hopefully the audience is, it's not massive, but I hope we're we giving a bit back to our community, I think that's the, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what's really nice, and it's nice because everyone feels a bit connected, even way, okay? not meeting up at races and stuff like that. So, it's really good. Yeah, that's
2: great to hear. Uh, and, and I suppose it's you know, you doing your pilates online as well. I mean, how's that? How's that affected affected you?
1: Yeah, really good actually. Yeah, it's been really. It's kind of something that I've always wanted to set up, but where before we went into lockdown we were t- I was teaching like twenty classes a week, so it's so busy as well as running a physio practice and
0: so trying to have the time to actually work out
1: how to set up an online platform is just never gonna happen. And then obviously we got thrown into lockdown not being able to do the studio classes forced me to do it and um, yeah, it's been really positive in that you can you know, we've got people all over the world now signing into it and all over the country and I think, um, the nice thing is the sports side, there's obviously different things to it. Obviously the physio side, people that have got aches and pains feel the confidence from that doing it with a physio, but also just the sports side. I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of Pilates instructors out there, but I guess having my background in the sport and I know what sports people want, they want to be challenged. They don't want to just lie on the mat. They want to be feeling like they've done something. And so, um. So, you know, those classes are pretty tough and people absolutely love them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's it's really good. And obviously, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that in the studio set up. We've only got 10 people in the class and, you know, mixed ability. So just to be able to get that out there online and, you know, people just rock up after putting the kids to bed or they've been on the turbo and jump in there. And, you know, it's, it's really good actually. So, yeah, I can't see that ever going back really. We'll probably go back to some studio classes just for the social side of things because that's quite nice to have that. But um, yeah, the online side of it has
2: been really, really positive. So um, yeah. And did they, so know it's
1: good. Yeah.
2: Great stuff. And did the, the people that you were like having classes with, have they gone online and joined you there as well as everybody else that's come on board?
1: Yeah, yeah. So all of them have transferred across. There's a couple that have dropped out just because situations. I don't know if they, you know, you've got a small house and you've only got the lounge or the kitchen to do it in, and the kids are in bed. I don't know. Just a few people just with logistics haven't haven't got into it. But um, yeah, generally um, everybody's jumped on, jumped across, and then there's a proportion of people that want to get back to the studio i guess from the social side like the older people where that's their highlight of their week and go for coffee and all of that but you know a lot of the younger people like my age group where you've got kids and life's pretty busy they just feel the benefit of being able to do it at home and then also they can access all the other classes through the week as well so if they can't make the monday night they can swap you know do it another night and so it gives quite a bit of flexibility so they um yeah, so, yeah, generally, everybody, yeah, everyone's pretty much come across, people take a few, and then, yeah, you know, lots more from all over the place to join again, which is great.
2: Some good things have come from this, you know what I mean? We've, we've adapted, haven't we? And, 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 you know, people like yourselves have definitely adapted. Oh, yeah. It's amazing the amount of online things that are about now that weren't there before. It's just, well, that's the way it's got to, it's had to go, hasn't it? So, brilliant, yeah.
1: Sorry, no.
2: They're saying we've advanced in technology by about five years through this. So good, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you ever so much for coming on to AMP. Really appreciate you reaching out and um, want to be part of it. Just, uh, no, all, oh, no. Thank you
1: for having
2: me. I really can't do it without you guys, as you know. So, um, so if you want to, we'll usually like we normally do. We'll start off with your uh, background, growing up as a as a child, and what you did.
1: Yeah, so as a child, I wasn't um, particularly sporty, to be honest, have to be honest, with that, and uh, I think I was more interested in eating vinegar uh, Chris than doing sport, uh, despite my dad trying to get me into every sport possible, it didn't really have much success, so um, yeah, I obviously did all the sports that you do at school, just more because you have to, rather than overly enjoying them, to be honest, um, so... But, you know, we were a relatively active family in that we would go out for country walks, and I grew up in the country, so, you know, going out for country walks and, you know, on our bikes and things, but never did anything with any degree of competition. But um, I guess within myself, I have always been, you know, a relatively competitive person in terms of work and my work ethic, Um, and that's where it's probably shone through as I have got a bit older. Um, so, yeah, it was more when I went to university, really, where I started to get into sports. So obviously went to um, uni to study physiotherapy and I was surrounded by lots of sporty people. And obviously the, the course was very much based around exercise, health and well-being. And, you know, so I guess I got inspired by, you know, lots of other students there and met my husband there as well. who was really sporty and thought, To try and impress him, I guess I'm going to get into sport as well. (laughs) It's
2: as good a reason as any, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that kind of got me into it a bit more. So started going to the university gym, and then started going out for a few jogs, and um, yeah, and then sort of developed from there as I went through the physio course. And then, and then, yeah, when I qualified, obviously working with a load of junior physios, and we decided to sign up to a charity 10K run um, around Paul Park, and so we just started off doing this run-walk program along Bournemouth Front, and we'd walk between the lampposts and then jog between the lampposts, and uh, gradually built it up, and then we did the run, and I, uh, yeah, really surprised myself, and actually did pretty well in it, and, um, and thought that, maybe this is something that I wanted to get into. So, uh, yeah, so from there, I just got into more 10k races, and, yeah, my times were coming down, I was feeling much more natural as a runner, and, yeah, just absolutely loved it, so it became sort of a regular part of my exercise routine, running, Um, but that was very much running, Um, and then we went to work in New Zealand, actually, and worked as physios over there, and. Obviously, sports is a massive part of the Kiwi lifestyle, and we absolutely love that, like the, the life-work balance of exercising and working hard. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was brilliant. And um, gave me an opportunity just
2: to run in some absolutely beautiful places over there. So why did you go over to New Zealand then? What was the... Just to, just to, to sort of experience a different sort of life? Yeah, I
1: think... Um, Career-wise, it's really good. It's a really good place to practice physio, so um, they've got you know great concept in their physio side of things, and we love the way they sort of practice from a physio perspective. So it was, it was a good thing for us to do for our career, and yeah, just to get the experience of living in another country before we settle down um, with children and things, and getting into that sort of lifestyle. So uh, yeah, so we we did the ski season over there, working with professional ski teams work with professional rugby teams as well. Um, so, yeah, it was an absolutely amazing opportunity and sort of brought all, all the little Kiwi tricks and types of lifestyle things that they do and try to bring them back and bring them back to Paul here.
2: <laughs> so what made you come home then?
1: Uh, so, yeah, we decided, well, we, we were already meant to be going for six months, to be honest. Um, we ended up staying for two years. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but we, we got engaged over there actually, and so uh, needed to come back to, to get married over here. And then I think just family really is the big thing. It's a long way away, and, you know, really close to our families, and felt that we didn't want to, you know, have that massive distance between us. But we've kept in touch with all our friends who've been back over there and, you know, definitely got good links with New Zealand. So, um, yeah, so we try and keep that a big part of our life if we can. And it's so easy
2: nowadays, isn't it, to keep in touch with, with the likes of Zoom and Instagram and all that sort of thing. It's, it's just really easy. In fact, it's yeah. hard to, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: definitely made the world a smaller place, is not it? And certainly really important at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is, yeah. So that's, that's really good. So you got got
2: back home, got, got married, got settled down. Um, and then you were still running at that point?
1: Yeah, yeah, still running at that point, and then um, then my husband bought me a bike, actually, in 2011
2: for my birthday, a road bike,
1: and um, so I got into that a little bit, but then I quickly found out I was pregnant, um, and so that, that kind of then came into its own, to be honest, when I was pregnant, because so I just popped it on the turbo trainer when I got bigger, and uh, that was a big part of my training, I stopped running. Um, through my pregnancy, just for different reasons, so decided to swap it into the cycling. And then also after I had um, uh, our first baby, then the the Turbo was my lifeline, to be honest, because while he was asleep in the day, I'd have the baby monitor and uh, just get get my time on the Turbo and have a good sweat session, and that's what helped me um, keep my sanity and get me back to fitness after having the baby. Um, so yeah so then i really got into cycling from there and then um once i felt ready sort of built up the running after having the baby and um and then decided that a good goal would be to, uh, be to sign up to a triathlon so um that's where i signed up to just a little local sprint triathlon which um is called try a try and it was basically about trying a try and uh, it was it was a great, great thing to do. And there's, you know, all sorts of people, mountain bikes and, you know, there's, you know, all sorts of levels of athletes doing it, really. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, was it a good one to sort of have that focus for after having a baby. And, um, yeah, ended up really enjoying that and doing pretty well in that that I thought I'd probably go down the multi-sport line from there.
2: Yeah. So your husband bought your bike, is he into, was he into triathlon or duathlon or anything before that, or was it just... He had a bike and he wanted to get you involved?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, mainly that, basically. Yeah, he had a road bike and thought it would be nice to do it together. Yeah, unfortunately, he's he had a big ski accident, um, so um, he's not able to run, unfortunately. So cycling is a big part of his life. So, um, yeah, so he uh, yeah he thought that it actually would be good to head out on the bikes together, which it certainly has been. Oh, yeah, it's
2: fun it's for fun. My wife, obviously, is in triathlon and... And we, we were out yesterday actually, cyclo crossing um, in the country lanes. And that was, it's really good because she, she, she didn't used to do anything a bit like you growing up, apart from dancing. And you know, um, and she saw me do all this. And, and eventually, she's she's come over to the dark side of like, <laughs> Yeah. <joined> in. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. So, so yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's great for the kids as well because they see mum and dad doing it. So it's
1: just normality for them as well, isn't it? Oh yeah, totally. Our kids just uh, see that as the norm that m- mum and dad are going out together. If we if we do do that, not at the moment because we haven't got any, anyone to look after them with the lockdown. But or mum's in the shed at six thirty in the morning on the turbo trainer. Or, so yeah, it's it's, it's good to try and inspire the kids, and you know, it's great healthy ethos for them
2: really as they grow up. Yeah, that is a really good good ethos for them. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but you were talking about after you'd had your
0: first baby, um, and you remember trying to go for the run, and you felt like your pelvic floor was like, you know,
2: you said you went and, and decided to use the bike as an alternative. If you could just elaborate on that, and how you felt. Yeah. Yeah, so after having
1: my first baby, I think I thought about four weeks after, i would be ready to chuck my trainers on, and off I go, and so, uh, yeah, I did that, and sort of headed out for my run, and... Um, yeah, I felt that my pelvic floor was going to fall out on the pavement and, and I wasn't ready to get back to running yet. And was quite surprised about that. I think, um, you know, thinking being a runner before I would be fine. And um, and so actually that just made me think and just research a little bit more from the women's health side of things from the physio aspects because my background was more musculoskeletal, so sort of sports injuries and things. And, um, and so, you know, really sort of taken that on in terms of trying to help a lot of other patients and postnatal mums in terms of getting the correct management after having a baby and i think you know we underestimate the target it takes on your body having a baby uh being pregnant for nine months then having the birth and then having the recovery you know whether you're breastfeeding the lack of sleep that sort of thing and i think You know, trying to educate mums on that is really key because I think we see later down the line the complications that can happen and with pelvic floor problems, with back pain, um, you know, with all sorts of different complications that can arise and actually if you get that right management in the early days, it's so key for getting back strong and I think I like to try and, you know, use my example to try and help others because you know, I picked up on it really quickly and that's obviously being a physio, but I think lots of mums, you know, try they get back to running and think it's, it's normal to, um, you know, to be wetting themselves when they're running um, because they've had a baby and it's, it's common, but it's not normal and it's something that definitely needs to be addressed and, you know, and I'm, I hope that I'm kind of proved to mums that you can get back to activity without having complications and you, I'm stronger than I ever was before I had kids and, uh, you know, i like to try and sort
2: of carry that message on for other mums so that they get the right management themselves. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I've picked up. And I think it's just worth, you know, people hearing that. You're, know, you know, like, see, you're the prime example. Um, so so from your first, um, going back to your sporting journey, from your first multi-sport event, you triathlons and you did a couple more. How did that develop?
1: Yeah, so I did a, yeah, did a few more little uh, sprint triathlons, and then I was treating a patient, actually. He used to an uh, age group triathlon, and, um, but he'd, he'd retired then, and, and he just said, oh, Kate, with your times, you, you should be thinking about trying to get into the age group.
2: Had you come across the age group teams before?
1: Only, only through hearing about him, so through treating him. Um, but, um, and I think we've had it, yeah, a couple of friends that have done it before, but, um, no, other than that, you know, didn't know much about it, but I thought, well, I'm not always up for a challenge, so, uh, I'll research that. So, um, so yeah, I signed up to the qualifier in Cambridge, but, um, yeah, remember rocking up to that in the winter with no idea what I was doing and, uh, feeling very amateurish. Um, so that was the standard distance duathlon. Um. Yeah, so, and I'm trying to qualify for the Worlds, uh, which was then in um, Denmark, in Finn. And so, um, so yeah, I remember feeling pretty intimidated with everyone wandering around their Jeep VT kit until you started talking to them and realised they're all really lovely, and what a nice, amazing, supportive community. But, um, yeah, I definitely felt that I was very much out of my comfort zone, just a mum from Dorset. But, um. But yeah, ended up qualifying then for the Finn for the World Championships, and so um, and so then took it from there basically.
2: Cool, oh, really good. So how did you find the whole experience then?
1: What the qualifier or the?
2: Well, the guess, race? Yeah, from from finding out about qualification and then you know actually racing to qualify and then when you got your GB suit and you know the whole the
1: whole thing it's been amazing actually it's been an amazing journey and i feel really lucky to be part of it all to be honest i mean like i say the qualifier i definitely felt was very much out of my comfort zone but i always think it's good to push yourself out of your comfort zone isn't it so um so yeah and then i think once once you knew you were kind of at that level where actually you could qualify i guess it's always you know having that doubt in your mind that you're not going to be up to that kind of level but once once you know that you can then you know, you get, get a bit more confidence, don't you? And then, um, yeah, going out to Finn for the World Championships, again, i felt was very much out of my comfort zone. I think um, partly, you know, my busy life. So, you know, we run a physio practice. We've got the Pilates business. I've got two young kids. So actually trying to prepare for these races when you've got a really busy life and get your head in the right place can be a real challenge. So I think, you know, you sort of turn up to these, to these races feeling like you're, you know, you're on the edge of not being able to, you know, of uh, not, you know, it's just not something that you necessarily overly had that time to put into when you feel like everyone else is putting all that time into But obviously everybody's trying to juggle their life, aren't they? But, But yeah, but then, you know, once, once you get on that start line, I just think, right, I can just do as best as I can here. And I know, you know, that's all I can do now. And it's too late to worry about it and then just crack on.
2: Great, great. No, it's, it's a great experience and um, just I think once you've done it as well you just want to carry on and try and repeat it I mean, that's how I feel about it I just want to keep keep trying to qualify and treat, keep trying to see how far you can go really
1: Yeah, I know I think I think I get to the race and travelling over there right, I'm, I'm never going to do this again this is, this is too much, too stressful with life and the kids and the work and then you do it and then you think oh, I'll do next year then so yeah, it's definitely addictive isn't it?
2: So, once you qualified um, for that,
1: how did it go after that? Yeah, so qualified, then I raced in Finn and I came fifth in age group. So, um, yeah, really pleased with that. So, then obviously pre qualified the year after. Um, and so, then did um, Pontevedra, when was that? 2019 now. Um, again, yeah, the worlds. And then got a bronze medal on, in that one. Well so, came third in that one. Yeah, so it's pretty tough with that, and then uh, yeah, obviously it was meant to be racing last year in Almere, which I think you're meant to be as well, aren't
2: right?
1: you're waiting we'll yeah, for we'll that one like to it. come about. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
2: uh, hopefully we we'll get to do that next year. Hopefully this year, you know, September's a long way away, so we've got a good chance. I'm still not sure about whether we'll get any racing done. At the beginning of this, you know these first six months I'm not I'm not holding my breath to be honest but yeah surely by September we'll be we'll be we'll be alright to go
1: yeah yeah a lot can change can't it in that time so yeah we have got to keep positive and keep focused for that
2: absolutely Uh, so are you coached then do you have you got a coach no I
1: haven't got a coach no um, I guess I haven't, yeah, I haven't had a coach, but I think being a physio, and my husband's a physio, and he's got a background in sports science as well, so we have got, you know, good knowledge in terms of training, and obviously that's a big part of our physio practice, helping other athletes um, and that sort of thing, but I think the biggest thing for me is, is time and trying to have that time to fit the training in around a busy life, and so i think you know with my training it's very much what can i fit in and when can i squeeze it in basically um and it's you know a quick opportunity where tom my husband will come in from work and i here you go right your turn to do time and i'll chuck my trainers on and off i go and i think having that um strict you know the strict routine from the coaching side of things as much as that's so positive in so many ways i just can't see that i'm going to be able to fit that into my life at the moment and so um so yeah i tend to do do what I can. I use the winter months to build up my base, and you know, a big part of my training is obviously the Pilates. getting a Pilates instructor, I'm teaching a lot of that, and so I sort of see see that as my building up my little powerhouse in my core, and everything else can follow. And then, eight weeks before a race, I just you know pick up the training, start bringing in the brick sessions and that side of things, and um, and then hopefully you know being on tune um, for a event.
2: Well, it seems to be working, doesn't it? So you know, coaches, like you say, you've got to, you've just got to work, do what works for you and your, your sort of where you are in your life at, at this moment in time. Really, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody having a coach. And I am not coached at the moment. I haven't I say I'm not coached. I've got a, I haven't got a, an official coach. I'm part of a club that's got a coach. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You just. You do what you do, don't you? And, and like I say, it seems to be working for you, so that's that's really good. Um, so, what's your what's your favourite race that you've raced? At?
1: Um, I'd say probably Prince Bedro. To be honest, oh, I love that because yeah. it was um, yeah amazing. Obviously, it's all through the town. I don't know if you've done that one. Have you done it, Rich?
2: No, I haven't.
1: No, no, it's um. Yeah, all through the town. It's quite challenging run because um, there's like cobbled streets part of it and it's sort of 90-degree turns, so you kind of lose your pace a little bit and you turn around this 90-degree angle and you've got a hill. Um, but, uh, yeah, I loved it. There's everyone out in the streets cheering you on and the, the longer the race goes on, I think the more beer they've drunk and the louder they get. and so, uh, so that's such an amazing feel. And then the bike um, so generally... I guess because I'm a bit smaller, I quite like the hills. Um, I'm able to get up the hills a bit quicker and probably not so strong on the flats, to be honest. So um, so the hilly course up through the hills was just perfect for me. And I uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. And then you drop back down into the town. And yeah, so um, I think that was my favourite favourite race I've done so far. But um, Yeah, it's great. You get opportunities to trail these different ones all over the world. It's amazing, isn't it?
2: Well, it's, it's truly amazing. We're very lucky. And I know we've got a yeah. lot of time but still it's uh, it's really great. Um resources um, to help you with
1: like what spot in general, you know, what what do you go to resources? Um so you train road on the turbo. Um so with a smart trainer, so yeah, I use that. I, um again I don't particularly follow the the um, plans just because of times and it's as and when I can fit them in but I just sort of pick you know a vo2 map session or you know a sprint session or a recovery session on that um so use that and um yeah other than that just my physio resources in my head I think and um, the party side things so big big thing for me and yeah I think we're, we, we have a lot of athletes that we treat um professionally you know from the physio side of things and it's great just chatting to them like had some of the Olympic guys come down and see us and you know you pick up a lot from those guys and just people's experience don't you that you know I think that's that's really nice actually just supporting each other in different areas so um yeah but no sort of other official official resources that I use you've
2: got your own library there haven't you knowledge
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is helpful, actually. I think having that knowledge, well, sometimes knowledge can be dangerous, can't it? uh, It
2: can be, but, you know, I think with your experience and things that you've got and you've picked up over the years, it's it's probably really helpful. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: What's your favourite piece of kit? Oh, I
1: know, I've got a lot of favourite pieces of kit. It's all about the toys, isn't it? um but i'd probably say to be honest i'd probably say my assets trainers um so i love my trainers because yeah i guess my background is is running more and they've taken me on some amazing journeys all around the world and you know i think you can just be at one in your trainers can't you so probably go for my trainers i just always feel a bit sad when they run out and i'm going to get another pair but um i tend <laughs> to not throw them away so i've got about <laughs> of pairs of trainers.
2: <laughs> the sad thing is, when you can never get them, you get a really nice pair, and then they've upgraded them somehow, or they've changed them, and you can't get those exact pair. That's the same. I know. Really
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. That is yeah, pretty devastating, isn't it?
2: They think they think they're doing
1: you a favour, but no, we don't want any changes in those. How sad. Is that? But
2: anyway. <laughs> yeah. And finally. Your long term and your short
1: short well your short term and your long term goals. What what do you see yourself doing? Yeah, so obviously short term, it would be nice to be able to race again that isn't virtual. Um, so yeah, this year I'm meant to be going out to Almere for the um, standard distance triathlon. So hoping to get out there, and it would be nice to go up a notch on the podium if I can. So if I could get up to silver, that would be nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that would be my short-term goal. Long-term goal. So I'm turning forty year, actually. So um, I'd like to do an Ironman. I know Corinne said that, didn't she? She wants to do one for her forty. It seems to be a common theme. But um, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, doing an Ironman would be a good thing to tick off for my 40th I think. So uh,
2: yeah, try and build
1: myself up to that. Nice. Well, they're
2: good. You know, I mean, the good goals to so have. A you need to. You need to have some some focus, especially now while we're we're in lockdown. Um, it's great to have, have goals to aim for, and uh, yeah. So I, I think that's a great place to uh, yeah. finish. Uh, if you want to plug your uh, class then you do, and also your your mindbodyonline.com.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Pilates is um, a big part of my training. To be honest, so um, I'm a great believer in that. The stronger you are in your core, then I try to see that as my little powerhouse. Like I say, and um, then you can improve your biomechanics, and you know that's what's going to really help improve that power. And that's what's made a massive difference to um, my times. To be honest, is just getting that core strength. Um, So, yeah, so I run online Pilates classes, so called Cadbury Pilates, and it's an online platform, Um, so we've got a really popular class uh, that runs on a Monday night, which is specifically for sports people, so runners, cyclists, triathletes, and it's all levels, so couch to 5k or professional athletes, and it's basically, you know, teaching everybody about how to get the core strong, so the abdominal muscles, the you know upper body postural muscles, the glutes, and um, you know talking about how that can improve your biomechanics, which is going to improve your power. So, and then within that platform, we've also got um, yoga. We've got yoga for sport. We've got HIIT and cardio Pilates. So yeah, it's a massive range of classes that. Hopefully it will be a great resource to keep everybody going and yeah, obviously the fact that it's online, it's, you know, running all over the world now, which is great. Brilliant.
2: Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much again for joining us this morning. I um, so really do appreciate it because we can't do this without you guys. So, and it's been fantastic hearing your story. Um, no, thanks,
1: Rich. No, thanks for having me. It's been really great. Yeah, and it's been really great to listen to them all as well. It's really I'm nice to hear everyone's story. Yeah, I'm
2: glad you're getting, getting something out of it because uh, I really enjoy doing it. So meeting, meeting you guys, it's, it's just face-to-face, it's is really nice. And when we meet up in Almere or wherever next, you know, we'll we'll know each other already. So that's, you know, you get to know people. So it's, for my yeah, opinion. yeah, no, it's brilliant. No,
1: thanks for what you're
2: doing. That's...
1: Well, lovely to meet you. Brilliant. Have a day. Great... Yeah, really nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah have, a, have a good day. Yeah,
2: on you. Take
1: care. Take care. Bye. Great. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks very much Kate for your time um, Great to have her on the show I hope if Kate's experience resonates with you You've got something out of today's podcast And just to reiterate Kate Pilates um, is available at a website And that's cadburypilates.com uh, Where you can sign up and train with her online And also you can find Kate on Instagram At cadburypilates.com and there's a link in there for you to take part in the classes. Well, that's it for another show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hope you've got something out of it. And if you want to get in touch, please drop us an email at agegroupmultisportpodcast at You can find us on Instagram at amp underscore 1967. On Facebook at ampgb. And you can find us on Twitter at agegroupmultisportpodcast. We're also now on YouTube uh, at AmpGB. You can find all the podcasts. And we also have our own website, which is agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And again, all the podcasts from previous episodes are on there too. If you've enjoyed this, please leave us a review, subscribe, send us your comments. It's always great to hear from you. And remember, stay safe, keep training, and love the process.